0: What's up everybody welcome back to remember the game it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and i sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day my name is adam blank thank you so much for listening to the show this week for episode 95 we are talking mario and luigi superstar saga for the game boy advance admittedly There's not a lot of love for the Game Boy Advance here on the show. Certainly not because it's a subpar console, but I just didn't play much GBA. I mentioned that a little bit last week uh it came out and it was big during my kind of bar hopping days and i just missed a lot of stuff so if you've got a game boy advance game you would suggest that i can pick up off the internet somewhere for preferably a reasonable price please shoot it my way and i'll maybe look at it because i've got a game boy advance sitting here and i don't have any games to play on it so i'm interested but i know i played mario and luigi superstar saga back in the day and i'm pretty excited to get into it my guest this week returning to the show is bradley McHugh of the movie epidemic podcast fame and uh we had a good time talking Mario and Luigi. We're going to get into that in a few minutes. Before I do, you guys know I have to pr- do my little self-indulgent gaming-related rambling section. If you're not interested, you can skip it, but I am apt- i don't know if anyone even does that anymore, but please don't. If you think it's all just Patreon plugs, it isn't. I spend like 90 seconds on the Patreon, and I spend most of that explaining the good stuff you can get, and then I flip over and just talk about the news and things. So just if you've never listened to the intro, make this the week. Don't rush, okay? There's fucking diseases outside. There's apparently giant, oversized, novelty killer hornets out there just stay in. In and listen to the show, or stay in your car and listen to whatever. Just listen, just listen, just listen to me. Fucking just listen to me. All right, just listen. Uh, speaking of our Patreon, we broke a record this month uh, for the beginning of May. Which, considering that we were shut down for most of April, is pretty fucking phenomenal. So thank you all so much. Whether you came back, whether you stuck with the show the whole time, whether you just signed up and came there for the first time, whatever reason you're there. Thank you very much. Uh, as you know, our, our patrons get access to a second weekly podcast that goes live every Sunday called Expansion Pass. And this Sunday's episode, uh, I'm just going to be a ranking episode. I think I'm going to do one of those a month and just rank something. Last month we ranked all the Mario games. This month I'm going to rank my 10 favorite consoles of all time. And if you think it's going to be all Nintendo, you're not right, but you're not wrong. There is going to be a lot of Nintendo on there, but there's some Xbox, there's some Sony showing up. Will Sega show up? <laughs> I no, I don't want to fuck anyone over. Probably not, but maybe. I haven't actually done the list yet. We'll see. But it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So that'll be your live this Sunday. Also, our poll for the month is up because every month I take six games that you guys have asked for that I haven't played. I put them in a poll. Our Patreons decide one of the games, uh, whatever game wins, I will play through it and we will cover it the following month on the show. Uh, This month's contenders on the poll are Batman for the NES, Double Dragon for the NES, and for the record, I have played Double Dragon, just not very much of it, Uh, Streets of Rage 2 for the Genesis, Doom 64 for the Nintendo 64, Medieval, I assume that's how you say it, or is it Medieval, Medieval? I don't know, that weird skeleton-looking guy for the PlayStation. It's Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo. And as of when I record this, Medieval, or i got to figure out how to say it, uh, is winning. So we'll see if that is the case. If you want to Oh, yeah, plus the our prize draw, we'll be, we'll be shooting it tomorrow, which is Wednesday, the day you're listening to this, and the video will be going live on Thursday. And the winner is going to win a video game of their choice. So if you want to get in on the prize draws, listen to Expansion Pass every Sunday, uh, be able to vote in our poll, and receive a shout-out every month, you should sign up. It's only 2 bucks. patreon.com remember the game and with that said massive shout out to some of our patreons including new patreon adam literally that's all you said i don't know anything about you but that is a fucking cool name so you're all right last month's patreon prize winner andre shout out to new subscriber andrew castro andrew Hallop, chuck andrew w That you guys are now officially linked forever as the three andrews massive thank you to andy baker uh and aiden welcome back dude appreciate it Ben Drinkin, longtime supporter, Ben Bulieu, who I still can't say your fucking name, Charlie M, Chris Flurry, and Christopher Sumner, the two Chrises, hey, thank you to Corey, Daniel Brooks, and last but not least, Dave, and if you just signed up for the show and didn't get a shout out there, I'm just gonna go through a section of them every month, or every week now, you will get your shout out in this month, I promise, okay, uh, thank you guys all so much that's all the Patreon plugs I promise thanks just consider it if you can it's the only money I make off the show and I would really really appreciate it uh, also thank you guys so much for the solid feedback regarding Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass if you missed it I looked at the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X the ups and downs what they need to do to win how they could lose next gen made some predictions sounds like news is going to be coming out about them later this month and one of those circumstances in the next like 48 hours As far as far we'll get into that a little bit more in the news news uh, so that was a lot of fun and thank you for the people that said they enjoyed that a few of you reached out and just verified what i said on that show which is the fact that sony's biggest advantage going into the ps5 xbox series x console war is just brand loyalty um It's Sony's biggest plus, and it's probably the biggest hurdle Microsoft has to get over if they're going to compete, because there are a lot of people that have had a PS, maybe even they started with the PlayStation 3 when the PSN was really big, but the PlayStation 3 to the PlayStation 4, they'll probably get a PlayStation 5 They carry over their name with all their friends, with all their trophies, and it's just they've got an incredibly loyal and incredibly established consumer base, and it's going to be very difficult to chip away at that if you're anybody other than Sony. And I mentioned that on the show, and a lot of you reached out saying that was the case. You're going to buy a PS5 just because of that. Uh, So thank you for confirming it, but I, yeah, I get it. I fucking totally get it. Um and just quickly, speak before I get into the news, speaking of brand loyalty, and I've ranted about it on here before, but all of you stupid fucking fanboys on Reddit and social media are that shit on people for using a system. If you're an Xbox user and you shit on PlayStation users or PlayStation users shit on Xbox users, everybody shits on Switch units, fucking PC Master Race, even whatever. It doesn't matter. You're a fucking idiot. Okay? I wish school was back. So that all of you little turds weren't online all day. You were back at home or you were in school fucking learning. All right. And here's the thing. Listen, I got thinking about it. If Reddit had existed during the Super Nintendo Genesis Wars of the 90s, I probably would have been one of them. I would have been that little shit on the computer. Ah, well, you use the Sega Genesis, which means your mom is probably fat and she's, you know, Well, we didn't say the fucking rude shit kids say today. That's like kids today. I don't know. They're saying shit to me or I'm like, what did, did you just insult me? I don't even know what the fuck you just said. Um, so I kind of get it because I would have been like that when I was a kid too. But listen, as you grow up, you're going to understand that it just makes you look like a fucking idiot. Just play games on whatever the fuck you want to play games on. Like we're all in this together. It doesn't matter if you're a PlayStation four user, an Xbox user, a switch user, I, I reluctantly a PC master racer. You can come, but you got to sit at the back of the bus. Like we're all just gamers trying to game, right? As long as you're not playing on a Sega console, you, you know, you're fine I mean, it's half joking you know so just i don't know i posted a picture on instagram today of a private message i got from a guy who was on the xbox forum shitting on game pass and i just said i don't know dude i think game pass is pretty rad and he just came at me and you can see it over there instagram is at member of the game we'll follow you back you just fucking god ah, fucking stupid kids stupid fucking kids Anyway, let's get into the news. There's not very much to talk about. Let's get into the news. Uh, I don't think it is possible to talk gaming news uh, at the end of April, early May of 2020 and not talk about Last of Us 2 uh, again. Because as you all probably know, the Last of Us 2 has been leaked and then Sony had to, they originally delayed the release. Now they had to bump the release back up. It's coming out in June, but all the main spoilers are out there, all the story and everything like that. And originally people were saying it was an ex-employee that was disgruntled with the working conditions that leaked it. But now it is coming out that it was not an ex-employee. More and more people are saying that it was just, they're like some hackers that are actually fans of Naughty Dog and Last of Us and what they do. And they were just digging around and I don't know where the fuck you dig around to find this stuff. I don't know how to hack. Uh, but anyway, they they found this information apparently and somebody, one of them leaked it or somebody there fucking some douche. Basically, it was some douchebag uh, leaked it. And like I said last week, if you're one of these people going around posting spoilers on, on Twitter or Patreon or Reddit or anywhere, and you're like, listen, if you want to discuss them in private forums where people can't accidentally read the spoilers, then I don't care. Spoil whatever you want to spoil. But to just go out there and put it out in the general public for people like me and probably most of the listeners of this, um, on behalf of all of us, go fist yourself. Fist yourself, okay? It's just... if. Fuck I don't get it I don't get why you want to spoil stuff like movies TV shows video games like the internet is there to promote all of them but it's also there to spoil all of them they all have spoilers they all do and that fucking sucks. Right, like As a Last of Us 2, like as someone that's excited about Last of Us 2 and as a Last of Us fan, I should be able to go online, search that title, find boards and find groups of people that are excited about the game and go in there and not worry about some fucking loser who has nothing better to do other than to ruin a game that I have waited like six years to play. It's fucking obnoxious, right? You should be able to... It doesn't matter what you're excited about. The new Star Wars movie or fucking... Ozark or Last of Us 2 or whatever. You should be able to go online, get caught up in the hype of it and talk with people that are excited about it too without the fear of it being ruined. And you're just, you can't because there's too many assholes out there. I don't get it. I don't get why you'd want to spoil stuff for people. I just, I do not understand. Anyway, it's been bugging me for like a week and a half since I accidentally saw some of those spoilers, which I'll never reveal on here. Don't worry about that. But anyway, I still can't wait. I cannot fucking wait for Last of Us 2. Like I get a little bit... Like, a little flustered just thinking about how I can't wait to get my hands on that game. And it's like a month and a half away. June 19th. uh. Anyway, so that's Last of Us 2 news. Uh, Also in gaming news, Xbox is holding monthly events. Microsoft, Xbox, whatever. They're holding monthly events beginning this week on May 7th, which is tomorrow. If you're listening to this episode the day it goes live. Uh, And it looks like they're calling them Xbox 2020. And it's not the year... Well, it is kind of like a play on the year 2020. But it's 20 slash 20, like 2020 vision. Uh, I love that. I think that's rad. Uh, And they're going to be doing one a month. It sounds like they're doing monthly excuse me, for the rest of the year. Are they going to reveal information about the Series X, launch titles, the features of the system, just the hardware, uh, pricing, hopefully. Um, I think that's great. I think that monthly, little monthly installments, I think as opposed to like doing a big, like puke all over the stage at E3 to just do it monthly, little teases all the way up to the release might be a great way to keep people interested and excited and I'm excited about it. And I think that's a great idea. And it doesn't sound like they're delaying it, You know, I talked about it on Sunday. Everyone else has been talking about it. I think we're all still wondering, like, are they really going to drop these new, super expensive, high-powered video game consoles while the world is collectively broke? And yeah, it fucking sounds like they are. I can't imagine they're going to be doing all these monthly things for May, June, July, August, and then in September or October, they pull the plug and say, we're going to wait till next year. I I just, to me. It looks like it's full steam ahead. Um, And the thing is, you guys, Sony is still sitting on their hands. It's really interesting to me, and I'm sure COVID is causing a lot of problems for development and marketing and everything they wanted to do. But the longer Sony waits to give us info about the PS5, the bigger punch they've got to land when they finally take a swing. Like it is really fascinating to me. And I wonder, I wonder if part of Microsoft is thinking maybe we should delay because the economy isn't good. and part of them thinks that Sony's been caught flat-footed and they're in a little bit of trouble right now, let's take our shot. And again, and I mentioned this on the Sunday's podcast, I'm not cheering against either one. I want both systems to do well. I'll probably buy both systems. I want both companies to do well. The better they do the better both of them are doing, the more they're going to push each other to give us stuff, which is what we want as consumers. So I'm not cheering against Sony. It's just hard to go to bat for them when they haven't fucking said, they haven't even shown up to the game. They're not saying anything. Um, I'm really excited about these Microsoft presentations. I'm looking forward to that on Thursday. I love console launches, man. I just love the news. I can't wait. And that's about it. I don't see any other news jumping off the page of me here. So I'm going to just get into what have I been playing and then we're going to talk Mario and Luigi. So what have I? Been playing over the last seven days, you might ask yourself. I'm sure a lot of you stay up at night thinking, what are, what are Adam's playing right now? Uh, probably KOTOR. If you have thought that at any point in the last seven days, that is probably what I've been playing. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic on the original Xbox. I'm playing it emulated on my Xbox One because it won last month's Patreon poll. Uh, I think I'm getting pretty close to the end of it. Everyone kept mentioning that there's like a big twist in the story. And unless there's an even bigger twist waiting for me, then I'm already past, I'm past there now. Uh, pretty rad, man. I'm really having fun with it. I'm new to star Wars altogether and I'm really having fun with like, and now I want to go play more star Wars games. I was messaging on Twitter with, uh, with Thomas, uh, about it. And I was like, dude, that's yeah. I want to play more star Wars now. So I've been playing that. I've also been playing Halo three. As you know, I'm slowly climbing my way, way through all the Halo campaigns. Uh, I basically just hop into Halo when I need a break from KOTOR. I'm not playing it religiously, but I'm having fun with it. I think I like Halo two better, but I'm having fun with Halo three. I'm still playing a lot of Pit Cross on my Switch, the little puzzle game. I played in the evenings while I watched TV with my girlfriend. We've been watching The Office. And The Office is one of those shows now that I can just hear in the background while I'm playing, you know, so that's been nice and relaxing. And then I still play Slay the Spire pretty well every night whenever I want to go sit on my deck uh, because everyone should be playing Slay the Spire because it is the fucking best game ever. And, uh, and that is it. That's what I've been playing. That's the news. That's the Patreon plugs. That's the rumors. That's my ranting about shitty people on Reddit. That's everything. Let's talk Mario and Luigi. Episode 95, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga for the Game Boy Advance. Like I mentioned off the top, we have not shown the Game Boy Advance much love. Uh, and I regret that, but I just haven't played a lot of the games. I got to play more. I'm glad we were able to give this one game because this is easily my favorite game on the Game Boy Advance of the ones I did play. Uh, which like, if you're curious, like I remember playing Mario tennis, I played a lot of the old school games. I don't know if you remember or not, but like before virtual consoles, they were releasing like Mario brothers and stuff like that. And I bought a bunch of those up, Zelda, Metroid, I think I had. Um, and then I remember playing this game, Superstar Saga, just over and over. I fucking love this game. And even though I haven't played it in like 15 years, I still have really fond memories of it, which is to me is like the highest praise you can give a game or a movie or a book or something. You're like, I haven't dealt with it or watched it or read it or whatever in years and years, but I know I love it. Right. Because it just left that great impression on you. And so with that said, I'm going to cue some music. My buddy Bradley McHugh is on the phone with me this week, and we are talking Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga for the Game Boy Advance, which originally released in North America on November 17th, 2003. Kick back, relax, wash your hands, look out for big hornets, and let's talk Mario and Luigi, guys. Here we go. So yeah, so joining me uh, via telephone device uh, all the way from the great metropolis of Calgary is my pal and movie epidemic podcast co-host Bradley McHugh. How's it going, pal?
1: Oh, it's going going really well. Actually, I've had a lot of time lately to play video games. And uh, one of the very long games that I got to play is the one that we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, so this one, like, I don't even remember who's... You must have suggested it. I remember when we were looking at the game list, you must have been like, yeah, let's do Mario. Because you had never played it, right? And then you got it. Is it Wii U? You played it
1: on the Wii U? Uh, I actually did not play it on the Wii U. I played it on the Game Boy Player um, because I have the original cartridge and uh, the Game Boy Player on the GameCube, which is actually uh, a bit of an interesting thing. My Game Boy Player is really old. Okay. And so when I first started playing the game, um, uh, like every, like, 10 minutes, the Game Boy Player would crash. And oh. I was like, oh, no. Like, I don't want to have to sit on my Game Boy Advance SP and play this. I want to be able to play it on my TV. And then eventually it just stopped doing it. So I was like, whew, thank God.
0: Oh, that's funny. Um,
1: that's weird.
0: I Because, dude, I loved – I had one of those on my GameCube, too. I fucking love the Game Boy Player. Yeah, I and
1: like I, I I never had a problem with my Game Boy Player until this, until this game came along. Um, but – um, I also I also found out some really interesting things about the uh, about Mario and Luigi and actually its compatibility with the Game Boy Player. You, you, have you ever played like a Game Boy Advance game and after it says Game Boy, it also says Game Boy Player for some reason? Yes, I did. Yes, I found fa- I found out the reason for that is because if you play a game that says Game Boy Player on it on the game on the Game Boy Player on the GameCube, um, it actually um, knows when to use the rumble feature, oh um, shit, which. If, yeah, which, of course, like, it wouldn't have on the Game Boy Advance, but, like, when I'm playing Mario & Luigi Superstar Sega and something happens, like, I get hit, like, my controller rumbles, and I was like, that's a really kind of neat touch. It adds almost nothing, but it's a neat
0: touch. Yeah, dude, like, I was talking about it on one of the podcasts a couple weeks ago because, like, everyone talks about the Switch and how phenomenal Nintendo is done with the Switch and how it's portable and it's also TV and everything, but, like, they've been trying to, like, they've been combining TV with handhelds all the way back to, like, the Super Nintendo with the, with the Super Game Boy. But the Game yeah, Boy Player, I, I thought, was just like to the whole another level. Like once I got a Game Boy Player, I hardly ever turned on my Game Boy Advance. I would just prefer to play because not like like the old Game Boy games didn't look that good on the big TV, even through the Super Game Boy. Whereas the Game yeah. Boy Advance games, most of them look fine on a big TV through the Game Boy Player. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But man, Game Boy Advance, like the visuals on Game Boy Advance are so special. You know, like they're so colorful in like a way that i can't even imagine us being able to achieve in handheld at that time yeah like the game boy advance was amazing for its time like really incredible
0: yeah it was really i feel bad because that's probably it's oh no no probably it it is my least played nintendo console ever because i just was kind of getting away from it at that time
1: yeah, I would say it's probably up there for me. There are a few Game Boy Advance games that I hold extremely dear to my heart. Zelda uh, Minish Cap is like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, Metroid Fusion, I also really, really love the Fire Emblem games. Yeah, um, and and now uh, Mario and Luigi. <laughs> um, That's smooth. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I saw this. I saw this on your list, and I was like, shit. Like I've I've straight up never beat that game, but I had it, right. you know. And I, I I must have played it as a kid. Um, This is a funny story. When I booted up the game, I was like, okay, let's take a look at my file from when I was a kid. Because I don't really remember playing it. I mustn't have played that much. But apparently, (laughs) I played this fucking thing for 72 hours when I was a kid. Wow. I had a 72-hour. And the thing is, is that my level on my 72-hour file was lower than what I ended on with my new file.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, listen, I like I have very few bad things to say about this game, but I don't think this is a 72-hour game.
1: So oh, it sure aim. So I was like, you. what
0: the fuck were you doing? Is it, but you know what? That might have oh. been setting it down and walking away and setting it down and walking yeah,
1: away. Yeah, like, like, that's that. what I must have... But it was also, it was Game Boy Advance, right? Like, when I was a kid, I wasn't dumb enough to do that and just kill my batteries, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, I don't know. Hmm. But, um... Anyway, uh, let's actually talk yeah. about let's talk about the game.
0: Yeah, okay, that's um, a crazy idea. Uh, yeah, I like so, this <laughs> game, like, here's the crazy thing about this game, because like you said, like you literally played this game in the last like ninety six hours. You played through this game. Um, yeah, I, it's probably been fifteen years since I played through this game, but like. To me, you know what one of the calling signs of a really good game is? Is a game that like you, you, you play once and you haven't played for a decade, decade and a half, and in your head you're like, I still really like this game. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those games that just yeah. sticks with you and you're like, no, I remember really liking that. And that was this game. I like, because I'm a Super Mario RPG, like die hard fan, die hard. And I know you like Super Mario RPG, I know you're a Paper Mario guy. Uh, Big Paper
1: Mario guy. yeah. Paper Mario.
0: This is, like, as close as there is. I mean, obviously not the Paper Mario, like, art style, but this is, like, this is the continuation of Super Mario RPG as far as, like, Mario RPGs go. Like, and I I feel like maybe a little bit less of a... I don't want to call it a gimmick, even though it kind of is. A little bit less reliance on the paper mechanic. And more mm-hmm. of that, you know, the real-time strategy, the hitting buttons to do extra damage or to do less damage and stuff like that, uh, which I fucking adore in RPG. I wish more RPGs did stuff like that because yeah, then, it, yeah, me too. Yeah, now it's not just mashing A, right?
1: Like, well, and like it just feels like Nintendo's kind of got it, you know? Like, they, as crazy as it sounds, but like with Super Mario RPG, like introducing that real-time mechanic that you have to do in in turn-based combat was genius. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, how do we improve on this through paper Mario? Uh, we're making every, every, um, cause like in the super Nintendo game, it's mostly just like you press a at the right time, every time. Yeah. And there's, there's not much more to that in paper Mario is like, you hold the hammer back and then you have to hit it a certain time. And then you can, if you hit a, a certain amount of times you can do like fancy moves. And then with this one, they really, they really up to the ante here because One thing that I kept thinking about when I was playing this game is that even though I was playing with the GameCube controller, you have to remember B and A are the only buttons they had. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they had to work with. And you had to control both of these characters. So having each button control each character and you'd be able to switch through their abilities using the L and R button was genius. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Because B, sorry, B was Luigi and A was Mario,
1: right? B was Luigi, A is Mario, and you can switch the two, you can switch it so that Luigi's in the front, so then now he's A, and Mario's in the back, it's whichever brother is in back, is B, but in combat, it's always A, Mario, B, Luigi. That's so Um, smart. But then you use the L and R to switch between, like, jumping, hammer, fireball, and um, there's something called, like, the, I think it's called, like, the bro's. Bro's move or something like that, where Mario would get on top of Luigi and then they would spin across like a crevasse, um, or Luigi would jump off Mario's head to get to higher places. Um, it, it's it's really neat and it, and it calls for a lot of like puzzle solving because most of this game is puzzle solving
0: yeah it is yeah like i mean i i enjoy that they put those little things into the combat because like one of my biggest problems with any kind of jrpg is i get like I, i i it doesn't matter how good the game is by the end of the game i'm rolling my eyes every time i get in a battle like it's just mashing a mashing a mashing a uh, whereas these, like all these games, at least they keep me kind of invested in the battle because I'm trying to do the special moves and stuff like that. But like you said, the puzzles, because like the BA stuff doesn't just work in battles, but it works in like the overworld as well, right? Absolutely, it yeah. does.
1: Yeah, and you can you can use like your fireball to like hit Luigi in the ass, and it causes him to run really fast.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so de- like, fuck! They're just so clever. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I looked it up. I I have the Wikipedia page right in front of me. Because I was like, I know that sometimes on some of these weird spin-off games, like Link's Awakening, like it's not always Shigeru Miyamoto and the Nintendo, like the diehard, you know, like the superpowers over there in charge of these. But no, one of the producers of this was Shigeru. And I'm just like, fuck, it's got that charm, man. It just has that Nintendo shine to it. You know what I mean?
1: Like, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very polished game. That being said, I want to talk about all the things that I really like about the game and get that out of the way so I can talk about the shit I don't like.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Cause, yeah.
1: Because this game, it does have that. Okay, so first of all, the story in this game is pretty good. It, I wouldn't say it's as good as, like, Paper Mario or Mario RPG, but it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, considering um, yeah, considering they could have just made it Bowser kidnaps Peach and you have to go rescue Peach from Bowser. Like, they could have done yeah. that, and nobody would have complained uh but instead they created like a whole nother world with new bad guys and all that kind of stuff and i'm sure you remember it better than me but it's something along the lines of peach lost her voice or something right
1: yeah yeah so Cacletta um is like the, the main villain in this game and she's like this evil witch type mm-hmm. character with this silly little sidekick named waffle who i love mm-hmm. that's like what an awesome character. He's like this shitty little Igor sci- mad scientist. He's like he's like a World War II Nazi scientist, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy they put this in this game, but it's there. He's the one that always they, says, I have fury. Yeah, I have yeah. fury. That's right. <laughs> that's so I good. have fury.
0: Yeah, he's memorable. I like him. Sorry, yeah, and so
1: that. you use, essentially, he uses like a machine to harness Peach's voice, and then they go over to the Bean Bean Kingdom to steal this wishing star cuz like it's always just like it's like the triforce or like the, the or, like the it, eld star like like it's all the same shit right they just yeah. grant wishes
0: yeah
1: like at the end of the day that's all it is um and so they're trying to steal the bean star but the bean star doesn't give wishes unless the voice is nice
0: oh i okay i don't remember that that's funny
1: yeah and it's it's funny it's very very silly but that is what it is Um, but then there's also like this, um, the bean bean prince who comes in and he swoops his hair every time he, he comes in and he's always like, I'm going to help out. And he never does anything. Yeah, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. Oh God. I think that's sort of a joke is that, like, he's so full of shit that, like, <laughs> every time he shows up to do something, he's like, alas, oh, it's already done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's one of the calling cards of these ga- and not just this, but, like, all of the Mario RPG games is, like, the the clever, like, the little, the subtle little jokes and the sense of humor they put in them. Are always yeah, uh, fucking spot on, like always. And the
1: recurring characters who have the same jokes, but they're always funny, anyways.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. And that's ah, oh, dude, yes, because like, like I say, they totally could have just cheaped out and gone like, go fight Bowser, that's it. And instead, they put all this new shit in, and that's so good. Yeah. Like, fuck yes, ah,
1: oh, guy, I love these. And games. then, like, eventually, eventually, you do end up fighting Bowser in a like in, in a way because Bowser um, at the beginning of the game. Um, like your plane crashes over the border between Mushroom Kingdom and Bean Bean Kingdom and he gets launched out of a cannon and he uh, like he gets a he gets amnesia. And so <laughs> he teams up with like this thief and you fight him a whole bunch of times. But he's just he's shitty because he doesn't remember how to do all his stuff. Right.
0: Oh, and. Um, That's yeah. awesome. I it's, love that they make Bowser so stupid in these games, too. Like, oh, yeah, uh, it's it's uh, perfect. Yeah. They're like cartoons. Like they play like a cartoon. Like if they had made like a cartoon series or an anime or something out of this, it would have been very entertaining. But instead they made an yeah, like RPG out I of I think it. so. Fuck yeah.
1: Yeah. And now there's, I think there's, I looked it up this week because I had never played any of these Mario and Luigi games through to the end. Okay. Um, I have a few of them, but I've never beat them until this week when I beat this one. Um, But there's five of these things, man. There's a ton of these games and I've heard they're all pretty much the same. Like as far as, humor goes
0: yeah so like because the only ones that i've played this one and then i played uh bowser's inside story which i was super excited about because bowser's my favorite character and so i was like oh well if it's about bowser that sounds fucking awesome i found it a little boring uh still funny like the humor is there but yeah the the mechanic like i found the game like by the end of it i was like fuck let's just get this over with you know what i mean and i don't remember thinking that about
1: the first one of these but well and i think go ahead I think I think with me, like the whole thing is like I've always known these games exist and existed, and I knew what they were. But in my mind, I was always like, I don't want to play that because it's not Paper Mario. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and at the end of the day, it, it isn't. It's not as good as the, as Paper Mario or Thousand Year Door. But it's it's still like a completely wholly unique RPG experience starring Mario and Luigi because. This game's interesting too, because there's no main character. It's not like it's not like Mario, you know? No. Like Paper Mario, it's it's Mario.
0: And that's one of the things I really like about it, because like I, I've always felt bad for Luigi. Like, and like my biggest probably my only gripe with Super Mario RPG in particular is that Luigi is nowhere to be found. And I'm like, how the fuck yeah. like I get that you have to build like a party of like it's awesome being able to play as Princess and Bowser and these new characters and stuff, but I was like, How the fuck is Luigi not in this? Like, how did you not make Luigi one of the characters? And like you said, and I, I meant to bring that up, not only is Luigi one of the playable characters in this game, but, like, he's an equal. And it's like, yes. why the fuck don't you do that more? Like, just, everybody likes Luigi. If you don't like Luigi, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong yeah, with him Yeah, I was actually,
1: I was thinking about something when I was playing this game, because I remembered something that I did in high school that I just cannot believe I did now. And that is, um, when I was in high school... I wrote, like, this incredibly thorough, intensely researched 20-page dissertation on Luigi, and I handed it in, and I got, like, a B-plus on it or something, but it only just occurred to me that a professor, an actual professor, had to read that. (laughs) <laughs> like they yeah. were obligated to read that 20-page dissertation on Luigi and like why he wasn't in Mario 64. Like that was mostly what it was about. Well, but he has to like I mean
0: everybody, I mean everyone has at least played some kind of Mario game. Everybody knows yeah. Luigi is just player 2. So, maybe he could get behind it and be like, you know what? Yeah, what the fuck? How come no one ever can-? And then, like, when he does get a game, it's Mario's missing, which I'm not going back down the Mario's missing fucking rabbit hole. But when he finally does get I a like game. I like Mario's missing. Fuck you, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's like you I was, like, was, <laughs> like, was going to hang up the phone right now. Um, but then, yeah, Luigi always gets stuck in these shitty games. And then, like, the Luigi's Mansion games are fine. But in this one, like, they got equal billing. It, like, even put both, it's not even the Mario Brothers Superstar Sega. It's Mario and Luigi, and they're both on the cover right there, front and center. They both have their own mechanics. Like they did I I really like that. I wish they would do
1: stuff like that more often.
0: Like in yeah, Luigi's and, moment.
1: Well, and the thing is, is that each character has their like classic traits too. Like anytime like something remotely scary happens, Luigi gets, you know, freaked out, right? Because he's scared of ghosts and, you know. Um, but there's also like a, a funny recurring bit in this where every time the two of you interact with someone they're like oh my goodness it's the famous super mario and you must be the president of his fan club or who are you <laughs> i forgot about that yes
0: yeah uh, and it's
1: it's really fun the combat in this game is what makes it
0: oh 100 combat in
1: this game is phenomenal yeah a like, trillion
0: percent i agree with that
1: Well, and even like even like with the more monotonous fights, it doesn't take very long to get through a fight if you know what you're doing. Like if you know, like oh, this uh, like as soon as you find out, like oh, this enemy is uh, bad against lightning attacks, just use lightning every time. Perfect. As soon as you get that. Like, it's, it's like clockwork. It reminds yeah. me a lot of, this is going to sound weird, but it reminds me a lot of, like, the Persona games, where it's like, once you know somebody's weakness, you can just power through a battle in, like, 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it never get like, it's so satisfying, right? Like, it's so, like, I like it's the same as, like, when you play a Pokemon game and you know that, like, oh, I'm fighting Squirtle, so if I use uh, an electric attack, I'm going to destroy it. Like, that is, anytime you use someone's weakness against them, it is so satisfying. And in this game, like you said, not only do you have to use their weakness, but then you get to like, it almost feels like you're the one doing the attack because of the timed attacks and stuff like that. And it just yeah, God so, it feels so good. And like, again, the paper, I, I hate to keep going back to Mario RPGs and the Paper Marios, but that's really what this is. Is this like the junior portable that's, version? It's on,
1: it's, on, it's on the, it's made from the skeleton of those games for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said The combat is rad And like the animation Like I'm just looking at Some stills of it right now Like the animation Of them and stuff like that Is also Like it never looks boring Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah like- Oh yeah This
1: is This is a Like a, an incredibly Colorful game To the point where I'm like I can't even believe They fit this many colors Into the Game Boy Vans
0: Yeah 100% Fuck
1: yeah Like It's like it is It is It's sort of like A silly game To look at Like I, I don't know how else, Like it almost looks like like, a WarioWare game, like, with its visuals, because it's so janky and weird-looking. Yeah. Um, it's as, as odd as, or, like, even, like, a Wario Land game. I would love a Mario and Luigi game that also had Wario and Waluigi. I was,
0: dude, I was just thinking that. Like, I want a four-player, like, not a four-player, but, like, an RPG game where maybe you have a, a team of the four of them. Like, where yeah, they have to team like, up to do something. That would be so rad.
1: Well, in the second game, in the second game, there is four party members because you have Mario, Luigi, and then baby Mario and baby Luigi. Oh, fuck off. Guy so, I hate they, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I've played that one a little bit and I don't recall liking it that much, but the thing is, is like we know that they know how to get like uh, like four characters into this. Can you imagine a new Mario and Luigi game on Switch? Like now's the time. Yeah, I,
0: well, okay, like as I've been thinking about that, but like cause there's all these rumors going around that we're going to get a new paper Mario game. And it's like, if I have to choose between a new paper Mario and a new Mario and Luigi, like, of course we're going to go paper Mario, like no question. Paper Mario all the way. Yeah, of course. But like, I would love one of these on the switch. The problem I think, and this was like, I don't want to, I mean, maybe we're going into the bad stuff. I do remember. And I, and I found this with all these, like these games are easy. Like,
1: yeah, that was going to be, that was going to be my first, um, my first, quarrel with the game yeah is that uh yeah this game's really easy my guy especially if you've played rpgs before yeah that being said i I also understand that the the target market here was first time rpg players yeah it is yeah and like and that's
0: and that's where like it's the same as like i shit on the i mean i shit on the yoshi games because yoshi fuck yoshi but like they are so easy right and it's like but that's kind of the demographic that they're aiming for and it's, you're right this is this is like my first rpg like it's like yeah, my first yeah. this my first that it's my first rpg game and they and i and i feel like the charm and the battle mechanics and the and the characters and the story kind of like make up for it like they kind of balance it out do you know what i mean where you're like I'll play through this easy thing because it's not boring at least it's entertaining to see what happens next yeah, it's it's easy but it's never boring. Um, no, but I like I do wish that it had like a hard mode or something. And that's where like I I wonder if like a game like this on the Switch, like I I wonder if they're worried that if they put something like this on the Switch, people would buy it and then be like this is too easy. Whereas like I do think I don't I I mean it's impossible to know the exact numbers, but I have to assume at least 50% of the demographic of the portable Game Boy Advance market was children. Just like it was with the oh, 3DS yeah. and all that stuff, right? So that's where this makes sense. Like we have the Paper Mario games. If you're not that, the Paper Mario games are the most challenging games in the world either. But if you want a
1: little bit oh, more, no, serious... they're, they're not too. Cr- but even like even like thousand thousand year door has has moments.
0: Absolutely, it does. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, and um, well, I think that this game is sort of set up as like a like your first RPG. I don't think that it teaches you a lot of skills that you would need to know to play an RPG. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Um, like, if you played so, this
0: and then hopped into Final Fantasy VI, like,
1: yeah, 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 you'd you, be,
0: you'd have no idea. You'd be
1: kind of pissed off. I think you'd be like, "Well, I wasn't prepared for this at all." Yeah. How come? I, like Whereas, like, uh, one that I think is almost like is almost a better example of that is is just the straight up first Pokemon game because like. Yes, that is baby's first RPG and it's a pretty easy game, but there are points where you have to really think out statistics and all the elements around you and you may have to do some grinding.
0: Yeah, I agree with. Yeah, Pokemon might be a better example. This one's just uh, the, Dude, yeah. this is such a like the Mario Luigi games are such a niche title because they're just they're these charming, funny little action kind of oriented RPGs, but they're they're just they're easy and they're not like it
1: Yeah, like who like It was It's a good time game for sure. That's that's what I call it. It's just it's just a good time game. I don't want to stress about nothing. I just want to play a good time game.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think if they released a full price like sixty, eighty dollar Mario and Luigi on the Switch game now, I don't know how well it would go. Like, I think it almost would have to be
1: like a, I
0: don't know, like maybe like an indie game. You know what I mean? Like maybe like a twenty thirty dollar.
1: Like, almost, like, with, like, Golf Story-type aesthetic yeah. or, you know, like, like, so, like something that, like, a small team could make, like, at Nintendo that, like, of, like, 10 people who aren't doing shit.
0: Like a Toad's Treasure Tracker style. Like, with that kind yeah. of price point and stuff. Like, not you know what I mean? Because, like, like, if I paid $80 for one of these games and then beat it in 10 or 15 hours and didn't have a single moment where I was even close to dying or anything, I'd be like, that was entertaining, but it was also yeah. $80. So, but-
1: so, do you want to take a wild stab? Uh, I actually wrote down because I, I I noted real real early how easy the game is. I actually wrote down how many times I gamed over playing Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga this week. Do you want to venture a guess? Zero. Exactly zero. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah,
0: I believe that. Well, and like and because one up mushrooms are so easy to get their hands on, your hands on too.
1: Not that you eating oh, yeah. that often, but and every boss fight, every boss fight has like ultra shrooms before it and a save point and like, yeah. and like a bot, like maple syrup and stuff. And even like, I never healed before bosses playing in this game because I just never felt the need and I never died. Yeah. Like
0: I'm, I'm very you know? surprised it didn't have, I mean, I guess if you wanted to like, I mean, I guess if you wanted to artificially put in a hard mode, you could do stuff like don't use the timed hits or something like that, I guess. Cause you do like minimal damage if you don't hit the timed things. Right. Yeah. It's, but, well, it's
1: like, it's like, it's like people who are like, I don't use rare candies in Pokemon. I'm like, nah, but they're giving them to you, so why not? Yeah,
0: and if you don't use the timed hits in this game, then I don't think this game would be fun. Then it would just become a very boring baby's first slog tap a once RPG, right? Like
1: that. yeah, and like the yeah. fun is
0: the timed attacks and stuff because they never get old. Like they're always satisfying. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, especially because like when you hit an enemy in this game, it makes like a it makes like a sound and there's like a little colored explosion. Like if you're Mario, when you hit it, it'll go and then like there'll be like a red explosion behind the enemy, and you're like, I did that, right? One, I did that.
0: Another thing that this game has going forward that I this is one of my favorite things about like the Paper Mario's and stuff is like the the Overworld is has hints of a Metroidvania to it. You know where? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, more Metroid than Vania because there's not really any action. But, like, you start picking up moves and then you can go back to places and be like, well, now I know how to get in there. Because I can, like, wasn't there stuff like you could squash Mario and then he'd sneak under shit and, like, stuff like that? Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: You could you could hit Luigi with the hammer and he could sneak under gates and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you would see those gates and you'd be like, I wonder what that's about. Yeah.
0: And then as soon as you find that mechanic, you know, you're like, I got to go back now because I can get like to that is that is one of the most satisfying things in video games to me is when I see something and I'm like, I know at some point I'm gonna be able to fucking get there. And then as soon as I get the ability to get there, I forget the story altogether. I'm like, I got to go back to that thing. And it's probably not even anything I had to get. It's just the concept of it. And you know what I mean? I fucking love that mechanic.
1: Yeah, and I, I actually really... I, I love a lot of the boss fights in this game, too, despite the fact that I would say all of them are too easy. Um, with the exception of maybe the final fight with Fawful, which I almost lost, but still didn't quite. Um, but, like there's, like, there's so many cool boss fights in this game. Like, there's the one where um, there's, like, the dragon that's, like, hatching out of an egg. Um, that, that you have to that. fight. Yeah, it's like on top of Mount. mountain, it's like near the beginning of the game, there's like a dragon that's hatching out of an egg. Um, there's a really cool boss fight against um, like, a, like a giant piranha plant. Um, but he spawns, it's cool, because he spawns like different piranha plants, like uh, different colored piranha plants. There's a the red one and the blue one. And the blue one you have to use fire against or else it'll just keep respawning. And the red one you have to use electricity against or else it'll just keep respawning.
0: Oh, see, that's, so that's clever. I like that. Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty cool, you know, and there's and there's a lot of really great boss fights in this game. But what's weird about this game is that unlike, like, Mario RPG and, like, Paper Mario, there isn't a lot of structure to this game. Right. It's mostly just, like, it, it almost is more like a Final Fantasy where you just do something because it's the objective, and then they're like, oh, now nah. you go back and you're like, all right, we did it, we're done. And they're like, well, actually, there's another thing for you to do. Right. Here it is. And then eventually they get to... Like, it felt like about 10 or 12 hours into this game, they're like, holy fuck, this game has no direction. So what if we have the, the wish star break into four pieces and then they fall throughout the land? You have to go and find
0: them. Uh, you know what? I wonder how often that happens. That, like, they, they like, you know, I, I don't know anything about game development, but they get, like, two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through. And then they have people starting to play test it and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, we got to, like it's very flat or it's very just from left to you know what i mean and then they figure out they have to like i wonder if that stuff was there right from the go- the get go or if they realized afterwards yeah we fucking have to put something else in here
1: yeah but, there's there's got to be a there's got to be a like a fetch quest or a macguffin here at yeah, some point but you know i mean for the most and part. so yeah so you go around and you collect the four pieces but the thing is like as soon as it they break apart and then the four pieces have scattered you're like okay we've got some structure now but it's so late in the game that they're like make them easy to get, just make them like 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes each. Just make them easy. Yeah. Hmm. You know? And so they're really easy to get. Um, there's one thing about this game that I want to talk about that. Cause like, I love, I love this game so much now, like this is now going to be one of my favorites. Cause I never finished it as a kid. I, and I don't remember playing it despite my giant playtime. Um <laughs> And so this is truly, like, one of my new favorite games. Um, I do think it's too easy, but there is a big, big problem I have with this game. Is that to switch up the gameplay between, like, the puzzle solving and the uh, the action sequences, uh, and like, the fights and the boss fights and yada yada, they do this thing that I don't like. What's that? And that is, they put in these little mini-games um, here and there, and I would say... Some of them are fun, but most of them are not
0: and they're not volu- um, and they're not voluntary.
1: No you have to you have to do them like there's one like when you're when you're going across the border there's one where you're like you have to play skip rope with the border crossing guys. right I and, remember that yeah yeah and it's like okay that one is okay but there's a few oh, oh man there's a few that just got me the wrong way. There's one that also that I really like where all these like shamans. Are like shooting at you, and you have to, sh- and you have to like you and Luigi are holding a board, and you have to position them so that they you hit the board, like their projectiles hit the board and spit back at them. Right. And that one's and that one's okay, but there's a there, there's a couple that I really hate. Yeah, those definitely.
0: I, yeah, like that seems like that should have been those should be like I mean like I'm just, I'm just the first game that pops in my mind that I could use as an example is Final Fantasy VII, the Golden Saucer. Where, like, some of those yeah. games are really fun, and some of them suck ass, but you can totally choose. You don't have to play any of them.
1: And it's like, why... Don't you, don't you have to do the the Chocobo racing?
0: Oh, I think you have to do it, like, once. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I don't think you have to play, like, all of them. There's, like, the boxing ones and shit like that. And you can kind of... You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, like, it's... Like, I'm here to play an RPG. I'm not here to play these fucking weird little Warrior Wear puzzle games.
1: Like you yeah, and- yeah, Yeah, ex- WarioWare is exactly right, because that is what it feels like. Yeah, what the but fuck? There's- there's two in particular that I fucking hate. And I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over them. There's one where you're playing as only a Luigi and you're using your hammer as a baseball bat to hit these blue things into these eight different statues. However, the blue things turn back and forth between blue and red. And if you hit a red one, you gotta start all over again.
0: <laughs>
1: and that one's annoying, but there's one. Oh my god, there's one that I just loath more than I've loathed anything ever. And it's this fucking one where you're like you're on a pirate ship and they're like, you have to prove yourself worthy of being part of our crew. And to do this, you have to play this stupid fucking minigame where you have like rows of five by five barrels and you have to line them up in a row and it sounds fun, but you have to get thirty in like in like a minute and a half and it's awful, dude. It sucks. (laughs) I don't
0: remember that. I don't remember that at all.
1: Yeah, and there was like a skeleton Donkey Kong who's like, "Come on, guys, you gotta, you gotta do better than that." <laughs> but like, does it
0: suck because it's hard, or does it suck because it's boring, or both? It sucks because it's
1: both, and it's it's like to a point where sometimes you just get lucky. Like that's what ended up happening to me is I just got lucky and got like a good set of barrels that I could line up easily. Right. You know, and like
0: maybe that was just, your seventy-two hours. Was you can't you couldn't get past that, and finally you just gave up
1: yeah there's also there's also one that I, I i like medium i would say i don't love i don't hate or like you're on you have luigi and mario over here and there's like um different blocks that are coming at different speeds above your head and one says M and one says l and you have to hit 30 of them it's that one's hard to explain yeah. but it's it's not that fun
0: yeah okay i remember that one actually I, you know what it's like i rant about this on the spiral the dragon episode because i don't know what order these are going up in like I hate it when developers try to shoehorn a different genre into the game just to try to change it up. Like when I'm playing a platforming game, I don't need levels where I'm driving a, a vehicle or flying or something like like the flying levels in Spyro, the fucking I'm rage, looking at you, Banjo-Kazooie fucking, 3. Oh, I never played that fucking title. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say anything good about that fucking game. Um, the worst. But it's like in all these games, like Super Mario Land, you have to, the original Super Mario Land on the Game Boy, there's a couple levels where you're in like a shooting ship. And it's not even that they're not fun, because they are kind of fun. But it's like, I didn't sign up to play those games. Like, I want to play, like in this case, I want to play an RPG. You know what I mean? I don't want to play a fucking WarioWare mini... Like, I hate that. I fucking hate that. Like, why shoehorn this
1: stuff in when you're not... Oh, and it's super shoehorned. That's the problem. It's super shoehorned.
0: And it's like, you're not, like, just... Like, that's not what we paid for. It's not on the box. It's not... No one's... you're not. No one's buying the game to play that part because we don't even know that part fucking exists. I don't know... It's not the draw. No. And it's like, and you didn't put any time into developing it. Most mini-games and RPGs are shitty little things that they just threw in last minute to kind of, you know... Here's something extra that you could do. And they're not, they don't have the time put into them. They're not fun. And like, yeah, I, oh, I fucking hate that in fucking games. Why put that shit in? And I
1: think, I think there's a way to do this right. You know, like, like for instance, like if I'm thinking about an example of this that I like, um, it's like the, um, the, uh, like the river level in Super Mario RPG where you're jumping around in the river. But that actually feels like you're doing you're doing something like you're actually progressing the story. Whereas yeah. this is just like, they stop the game. They're like, play this Mario party mini game. And if you don't win, you're just going to do it over and over again. It's like, I don't care about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like when you do, I mean, cause again, I kind of love super Mario RPG. When you're doing the barrel jumping in super Mario RPG, it doesn't really matter how good or bad you do. You can't lose. It's just a matter yeah. of how many coins did you get, and then when it's over, if you want to go back and try to get the rest of the coins, you can. Whereas, yeah, like, in some of these, it's like, oh, you didn't make it? You better start over. And it's like, I'm not even trying to play this! Like, what if I really and suck not- at platforming games and action games, and I just want to play a turn-based RPG, which is what your goddamn box offered to me, and then it didn't turn out... Oh, yes, now I this get it. This is what I was promised. Motherfuckers. This game gets a yeah. zero. It's fucking a fail. Fuck it. No,
1: yeah, no, and, and, and that, is, that is a big part of this game that I don't like. And I, and I think that that could have been done better. Um, but I think there's so much to love here. Like there truly is. I'll tell you a true story. So, um, I've been like spreading out my days very meticulously. And I'm like, this is how my days go. Now it's like, when I wake up, I play animal crossing till noon. And then I play whatever game I'm working on until five dinner movie. Then after that animal crossing till 10 and then at 10 a at 10 PM, I play Animal Crossing because at 10 p.m. the, the store closes. Uh, at 10 p.m., um, I start to play whatever um, other game I'm, I'm working on. And I was playing – I started playing this at 10 p.m. And I was like, you know what? Tonight's the night. I'm going to finish this thing. And I was, like, not that far in the game. Yeah. I was like, tonight's the night. I'm going to finish it. I bet you I'll be done by, like, two, maybe three. I assumed it wasn't going to be that long. And it ended up being, like – it's it's a short game, but it ended up being a little longer than I had expected. And so I'm sitting there, I beat the final boss, and I haven't looked at the clock in hours, straight up hours. And I look at the clock, I'm like, holy shit, it is six in the morning, I and it has been a very long time since I was so in love with the game that I played it till six in the morning. <laughs>
0: that's like the highest, to me, that's the highest praise you can give a video game, is you don't even, like you're not paying attention to the time, you're just having fun, you're in the zone, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy fuck, it's 3am or 6am or whatever, yeah. Which is like, well, to me, like if I created a video game and someone told me that's how they felt about it, to me, that's as, like, that's as cool a thing as I could hear from a gamer.
1: And it's, and it's the best time to game right now because like I'm working from home right now. Um, so like I don't get, uh, like during that time between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., I'm not getting calls from my family. I'm not getting calls from my girlfriend. And I'm not getting calls from work. And not to disparage any of those things. I like getting all those things. But I'm just completely zoned in. Yeah, totally. On a video game, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just completely zoned in on this video game.
0: That's awesome. This, yeah, fuck yeah! yeah. I want to play this. Like, I, I, I'm telling you right now. I, I bring it up just about every time this system comes up. Like, Game Boy Advance games have to come to the Switch. I don't know how they're. Oh like, yeah. DS games I get in 3DS. Maybe it's a little trickier because you don't have the dual screen and the touch screen. And certain games take advantage of it. And certain games don't. But the Game Boy Advance is—they're just sitting there. They look good. They're—they're they're meant to be played on a handheld. All you need is the two shoulders with the A and B button. i oh, fuck. I would love to have this game on the like. I—I I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we got Game Boy Advance games over Nintendo 64
1: games for online. That's episode. what I think is gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. that's that's. I think that there's gonna be like a like Game Boy Online, and it's gonna have like. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. Yeah. That's what I think's gonna and, happen. And
0: this game would be such a phenomenal fit. Just put them all out. Like you could release them I all think, in one collection, I guess, but I would rather have them that way, because this is the only one I really want to play again.
1: I think that like as far as like getting Nintendo sixty four games on the Switch, it's almost too complicated. Um, because you have like you have like the weird shape controller, you have like yeah. the C button and That being said, though, is if they release it, and they would probably release N64 with, like, what, 10 games maybe to start? Probably, yeah, something like that. If one of those games was Smash and one of those games was Mario Party... And they were like, "Hey, we're offering that same thing where you can get a wireless N64 controller. You bet your ass, I'm gonna buy that."
0: Yeah, fuck, I hate that controller. I would probably buy one too, but I fucking hate that goddamn thing.
1: I w- well, I would buy it because like it it would be a cheaper alternative to get multiple controllers for my system, so I could play Mario Party with yeah. my friend.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I just all I want is Mario Kart. That's my gives me Mario Kart 64 with online, and I'll give you like I'll buy another year of Nintendo Online just to play Mario Kart 64 online. That's all. I, that's, that's good enough. I ah. Anyway, we can go too. down that wormhole forever. Um, I'm I'm good. I feel satisfied. How you feel? Yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with that. I I,
1: I uh, this was a game I'd never played before, and thanks to this podcast, I had a reason to play it. And um, I think that it's too easy. I definitely think it's too easy, and there's definitely some filler content in there. Um, but for a Game Boy Advance game like this game, still took me 16 hours to beat. Right. For a Game Boy Advance game like that's it's a it's a pretty big feet i would say
0: yeah i agree with that and like and you gotta remember too like this is and i think this gets forgotten like this is the one that launched the mario and Luigi series like this was their first attempt at this like obviously yeah. they had done super mario rpg and paper mario stuff but this was their first attempt at like a handheld new kind of series of rpg games and they spawned i think five now and honestly it's a mixed review reviews but uh, this one is the one that everyone is like, no, this game is the fucking tits. Like, the, I'm looking at the yeah. scores right now online from different people, and it's like 85, 90 and up from everybody. Like, it's a really good, charming, funny game. It just is.
1: God, I hope we yeah, get it the- on Switch soon.
0: Um, yeah,
1: me too. I know that they just remade it for the 3DS, so I almost wonder, like, if they should just port that version.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that they re that they remade. I've I heard the remakes pretty decent.
0: There have to be some 3DS. Like I, I'm not. I know not everything from the 3DS could transfer onto the Switch. But the fact that there's a 2DS, which doesn't go 3D. Like as long as it doesn't need the dual screen, I don't see no reason why it couldn't
1: run on the Nintendo Switch. I see no reason. Yeah. Um, well, and like bringing bringing 3DS games over is pretty easy. You just use hub menus, right? Like it's yeah, not agreed. that
0: crazy. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to score this thing because there's only two fucking. Okay. Okay, you know what? It's it's been out for 17 years, so we'll go that way. Uh on a scale of, that's how that's how I'm mailing it in on my quarantine run here. On a scale of 1 to 17, how would you score Mario and Luigi Superstar Sega or Saga? How do you say it? I say Saga. Uh
1: I don't I don't know. I think I think the jury's out on on how that word is said. Uh, I think it's Sega, Saga. I, no, Saga. I think it's Saga. Yeah, saga.
0: Yeah. It's the Nintendo saga. car yeah, hold it. car hole I'll go Saga. Uh what would you give? Yeah, what would you give it out of 17? Bradley.
1: Out of seventeen. I'm gonna knock off some points for the, the difficulty and, and the terrible fucking warrior garbage. Um I'm gonna give it thirteen out of seventeen.
0: Alright. I'll go I'll go fourteen because I haven't played it in almost fourteen years, but I still know that I love it. And that like again, I said that right off the hat. That's a good way to close this to me. That is like the highest praise you can give a game is you've played it once, you haven't played it forever, but you know that you love it. Like it was yeah, just like you abs- just left abs- a good taste in it. Uh, dude, thanks for doing this. Uh, go, I guess, go play some more video games because there literally is nothing else to do right now.
1: I am going to do only that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome, thanks, buddy.
1: No problem. Thanks, Adam.
0: to do it for this week's episode, Bradley, thank you so much for downloading, playing and then calling to talk to me about Mario Luigi Superstar Saga. And to every single one of you that are letting us blab into your ears every week, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh there is a very good chance that by the time I post episode 96, we have cracked 50,000 downloads. We're right on the cusp. My goal was to hit originally my goal was to hit 20,000 by episode 100 then it became 40 we're gonna hit over 50 which is fucking rad you guys are all the best thank you so much for listening and spreading the word of the show and telling your friends and following us on social media and and obviously if you can support us on patreon it's only two bucks we're giving away games every month you get extra episodes of the show every sunday you get to vote for games we cover you guys know i did the whole burp at the top patreon.com slash remember the game two dollars which is nothing Uh, And that's going to do it, you guys. I'll be back on Sunday with the next episode of Expansion Pass, ranking my top 10 favorite consoles of all time. And I'll be back next week with episode 96 of Remember the Game as we climb onward and upward toward episode 100. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Wash your hands and your controllers. Look out for giant hornets. And I'll talk to you again in a few days. Take it easy. Cheers.